Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Psalm 23 verses 5 and 6. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. When the anointing of the Spirit of God comes upon us, there's an overflow in your life. Boy, we need the Holy Spirit to anoint our heads because our minds and our brains, our memories, and we have, some of us have memories that we want to forget. We end up forgetting the things we should remember and remembering the things we should forget. Well, the Holy Spirit can help get it in right order. So tonight I believe that the anointing of God over our minds helps us to think as God wants us to think, to see as He wants us to see. And I believe that the Holy Spirit comes to anoint us. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I heard someone preach a while ago about Psalm 23 was about a shepherd, an old, about a um, Middle East shepherd. They used to anoint their sheep with oil because what used to happen when they'd be um, eating and feeding, sometimes there would be worms that would come into their eyes or ears or nose and it would, would start to destroy their brain. So the shepherd would anoint their head with oil and it would kill that invading pest and they would survive and live. That sounds like the Holy Spirit because we get some evil thoughts in our minds. We get some negative thoughts about who we are and what we can't do and the Holy Spirit anointing will break that and wash that out of our minds so we can live in freedom. The Passion Version says, You become my delicious feast even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. Wow, that sounds like worship in in Bayside, in in, uh, the presence of God. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Now, anointing oil. Someone this morning that's only a new Christian asked me, well, what's the anointing oil? I hadn't heard anything about it. And so I gave him a 30-second understanding as we walked out the door this morning. The oil is representative of the Holy Spirit. It was used to anoint the priests. It's a connection point of faith. There's nothing magic about the oil. We haven't got it from some uh, um, spirit-filled farmer that grows olives. and There's nothing special about it. But it's a point of faith. And it's really interesting that right throughout Bible that people were anointed for tasks. Here's a verse in 1 Samuel 10.1. Then Samuel took a flask of olive oil and poured it on Saul's head and kissed him saying, Has not the Lord anointed you ruler over his inheritance? He put a whole flask up. We're just going to put a little dab on you tonight so you don't have to go and wash your hair and that before you go to bed tonight. I remember Mad Dog Mudford. Anyone ever heard Mad Dog Mudford? Mate, he came to our church at Budrum one time and did an anointing service. Well, we had, we had slippery carpet everywhere. He used to just pour it out on everyone. So there was just oil everywhere. Poor old cleaners that week had a nightmare trying to clean up our church. But well, we had a holy meeting. <laughs> so it's not the amount of oil. It's not the special oil. It's a point of contact of faith. And it's one of the things God uses to illustrate the Holy Spirit anointing coming on our lives. 1 Samuel 16, 13 says, So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. So he anointed Saul. Now David's going to become king. And so he anoints 
David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went back to Ramah. It was symbolic. When he was anointed with oil to become king, God started to prepare his heart. It says the Spirit of God came powerfully on him. Everyone knew something had shifted over David's life. When the anointing comes on you, it's the manifest presence of God. It will equip you to live life. It will release creativity. It will empower you and give you courage to overcome fears. The presence of God, when it flows in your life and you're aware of it, everything shifts. People get bold and courageous and they can stand up to persecution and other people's uh, comments about them and to them and the enemy's lies tries to rob their identity. But when you've got the anointing oil, it just washes off. Like a duck has oil on their feathers and the water just washes off. It doesn't drown them. And when the anointing of God is on you, it says the anointing breaks the yoke. When the anointing and presence of God's on you, the devil hates it. He hates it. That's why one of the names for, for Satan is Antichrist, because he's anti the anointing. He absolutely hates it. And when you've got the presence of God flowing on your life, let me tell you, the devil hates it because it reminds him of his defeat when Jesus died on the cross and rose again. That's the power of the Holy Spirit anointing over our lives. <coughs> and it's really interesting, when David was anointed, he was anointed three times. He was anointed once by Samuel in front of his brothers, when uh, God says, go and anoint the, the new king. And so Eliab and all the six brothers come out. And God says, none of them, all the ones who look like. And said, you got another son? Yes, he was out in the field looking after the sheep. So he called him. He anointed him in front of his brothers. And then in 2 Samuel 2.4, then the men of Judah came to Hebron. And there they anointed David king over the tribe of Judah. So now he was anointed over Judah. And a little bit later in 2 Samuel 5.3, when all the elders of Israel had come to King David at Hebron, the king made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. He received three anointings so he could fill, he fulfill his call. Once in front of his family, once in front of the people of Judah that he ruled, and then once over all Israel. So if you get anointed by God, doesn't mean there's not more anointings. I've been prayed for an anointed hundreds of times and sometimes I feel an incredible charge of Holy Spirit power and anointing in me other times I don't feel anything but in my spirit of respondent says God I'll receive all you've got for me it's a spiritual transaction not a physical um, fascination sometimes when you get prayed for you just start to cry in his presence sometimes you feel joy sometimes you feel a, a sense of power and life but it's not about feelings, it's walking away knowing that God's touched your life to another level of freedom. That's what it is tonight. When you come, believe for God to impart to you. And I've learned that when you come to God, people pray for you that have an anointing of breakthrough. And for a few weeks, you'll live in the overflow of that. But then you've got to touch God for your own anointing. You've got to get a private anointing like David had to touch God for himself as he worshipped in the fields. God saw that and anointed him in front of his family. And then the whole people of Judah saw the hand of God and so they anointed him to be their king. And then all of Israel did because it starts in your private walk with Jesus. The Holy Spirit empowers you, the spiritual hunger that Peter was talking about. And then God will anoint you publicly. He will raise you up in your workplace. He will raise you up in a, in a role of ministry. Or he will use your gifts and creativity. And people say, where did you get that idea from? Oh, I was just worshipping the other day and I got this idea to try this. It's amazing what God will do because the Holy Spirit was there with Jesus and the Father at creation. He said the Spirit brooded over the earth. 
So he's a creative God. I've learned when you worship and the anointing of God comes, you find freedom in your heart. So what are a few of the things that the Holy Spirit does in our lives? Number one, he'll, he'll anoint you for ministry to people. Jesus said in Luke 4.18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to be hope for the poor, freedom for the brokenhearted, and new eyes for the blind, and to preach to prisoners. You are set free. Not you might be. He says you are set free. And when we pray for people, we can say, you are touched and impacted and healed by the presence of Jesus. When we share the good news, when we pray for people, every time I pray for someone, I know something has shifted. Whether they get a miracle in front of my eyes right then, or they go away and they say, wow, that fear's lifted off me. Or there's a new freedom, and now I've got courage to face that challenge or giant in my life. When you pray for people under the anointing of the Spirit, something shifts every time. The atmosphere shifts. Faith comes. Breakthroughs happen. Because that's the Holy Spirit within us. It's powerful. And so Jesus knew he was anointed. He brought freedom for the brokenhearted, new eyes for the blind, Preacher, preacher, you are free. I have come to share the message of Jubilee for the time of God's great acceptance has come. Jesus didn't do any great public ministry until he was anointed by the Holy Spirit on the day of uh, when he was baptized and came up out of the water. The Holy Spirit came upon him. He went into the wilderness, had a time of testing, and then he came out in the power of the Spirit. Then he started seeing people healed and set free. You can't do ministry without a Holy Spirit freedom and power over your life. Otherwise, you're doing it out of a lot of your own efforts and desires, good motivations, but the Holy Spirit will release you and empower you. Acts 10.38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God living within you. That changes everything. You're not on your own. You're not just wrestling through life and saying, I don't know how to do it. The Holy Spirit was on Jesus, and I love it. It says he first of all went around doing good. He was kind and caring and loving and brought hope and spoke peace. And, and yes, he did the supernatural to break the powers of darkness with, with sin and uh, evil and sickness over people's lives. But it said he went around doing good. I reckon Holy Spirit filled people are really good people. They're kind, they're caring. Everyone wants to hang around them because they're just good fun to be around. They love life, they're creative, they're generous, they're caring, they're listening, they're kind. It's not how much power you have, it's how much goodness you have because goodness of the Spirit will release the power. And I believe that God wants us to be loving, caring people. Jesus was so good. So we see the Holy Spirit comes from ministry. Number two, Grace will come on your life when you're anointed. Listen to this verse. Psalm 45 verse 2. You are the most excellent of men and your lips have been anointed with grace since God has blessed you forever. This is prophetically about Jesus. Your lips talks about what you say. So your speech will change when you're at the anointing of the Holy Spirit's flowing through you. You're speaking words of hope, not negativity and fear. You're speaking words of restoration and encouragement. You're reminding people of the promises of God over their life. You start speaking the promises of God. You don't speak negativity and gloom and saying, how are we going to survive? How are we going to make it? We start to line up and agree with the word of God and his promises, not lining up and agreeing with the lies of the devil or the spirit of this world. That's when you know you're anointed by grace and your words and your, your speech changes. 
Grace flows through you. Where other people judge and give up, you say, I can see a treasure inside. They just need some more love. They just need some more time to work through the pain and brokenness of their soul. Don't look at the behavior. Look at the heart inside and see what God can change on the outside when he's let, allowed to change the inside. So the spirit of grace comes. Thirdly, joy will come when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 1.9, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. Woohoo! I reckon Jesus was full of joy. We get this picture of Jesus being just somber and religious and all this stuff. Well, I reckon he had the most amazing time on this earth. Yes, he wrestled against darkness. But I just reckon when he prayed for the blind men, he could see, I reckon they had, a, they had lots of fun. You know, when the, the child gets raised alive, I reckon they were dancing around celebrating with the whole family. We got this religious picture of Jesus, which I just don't think is anywhere near what actually happened. Because everyone loved to hang around him. So he was full of joy and fun. I reckon he laughed a lot with his disciples. I reckon he paid them out lots. Can't you catch any fish, you guys? I'll show you how. I reckon he, he had lots of fun with his disciples. It wasn't just religious and boring. Christians should be contagious and the most fun, joy-filled people in the town. I really believe it because that's, that's contagious. People want to hang around with fun-filled people. The anointing of God will bring joy. That's why in some revivals the Holy Spirit hits and everyone just falls off their seats laughing and people say, what's that about? It's the joy of the Lord is your strength. We need more joy in our lives. Some people just get really religious and boring. They're a pain to be around. I want to hang out with Christians that love life. They're not too intense. They're passionate. They're focused. But don't take yourself too seriously. Enjoy life. Because I reckon Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was full of joy. That's what it says. Above everyone else, he was the most joyful person. When he walked into a room, everything changed. Everything changed because he carried the Holy Spirit. Number four, power. Acts 1.8. You shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses all over the world. Power comes into your life. I've had some experiences where I've just felt the power of God in me and through me. And I just, oh, I'll share one story. I've shared it before, but it just blows me away every time I think about it. When I went to Toronto in 1994, there was a, a, a breaking loose of the Holy Spirit in Toronto. There were millions of people came to that city over a few years, just like Pensacola in America and Toronto and Canada. There was a pouring out of the Spirit from 1994, 95 through for about five or six years. And I happened to go there. And I remember we flew all the way there, 24 hours or something to get there. It was freezing, Toronto is cold. It was minus something, I forget what it was. They'd moved in this new big building. It was just a big bare building, no heating or anything. So we were all shivering there, started to sing and celebrate. And by the third day, I said, God, I've come all this way around the world. I need to meet you. I need to meet you. My heart was so hungry. I've been brought up in Pentecostal church. I understand the power of the Spirit. I said, God, you're doing something here which I don't understand. I remember we talked together. One of the leaders prayed for about 24 Aussie pastors. And I remember the presence of God came and just gently touched me. And I, I just was laid out on the floor, not heavily thrown down. It was just, and I was lying there and say, Lord, this is awesome. But I know there's more. Next minute, it was like someone grabbed my fingers and plugged them into the power socket. 
I was lying in the middle of a, a room, so there was no way I could... But all of a sudden, this electricity started running through me. About every 10 seconds, volts from heaven just went through. My whole body would just go... And I thought I was going to explode. Out of every 10 seconds, it went, and then it just died down enough to get a breath, and then... Went on for at least an hour, those who were watching me said... And I was just there, just overcome by the power. It was like God just said, hey, I'm very powerful. This is just a little touch of my power. Thank God he has the power of heaven. And the Holy Spirit's a really good transformer that just brings it down. He's the substation. It brings it down to something that doesn't destroy us, but something that will empower you. How awesome is that? And I came back, and for years after that, I lived a different life and it did something in my soul that transformed me because I knew how powerful he was. And then no weapon of the enemy that came against me, I knew had no power over me because I knew Jesus was so much more powerful. And so it's not about experiences only, it's about power. And so when we pray for people, we see the power of God. A couple more healing. How awesome is it? James 5.14, are there any sick among you? Then ask the elders of the church to come and pray over the sick, anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if they've committed sins, they'll be forgiven. Confess and acknowledge how they've offended one another. Pray for one another to be instantly healed. For tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. So anointing with oil often brings healing. It's Once again, it's just a point of contact of faith. You're going to anoint yourself with oil. I remember one young guy, he was learning how to move the Spirit, he'd anoint himself with oil and he'd always be out on the floor under the power of God. <laughs> I said, no, 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 it's meant for other people, not just yourself. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's power is not something you're played with, but it's very powerful and it's for purpose. It set us free and set others free. Mark 16, 6.13 says, They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. There it is again. It's not the only way healing happens, but it's one of the ways. Anointing oil is a point of faith connection. It's not some magic formula. Two more and we'll wrap it up. Cleansing comes when we're anointed by the Holy Spirit because He is the... Holy Spirit. That's why I love that song we're singing. This is holy ground. When you start to come into that, if there's anything in your life that's sinful or selfish or out of line, before long the Holy Spirit says, hey, why are you hanging on to that? Why are you still living with that? Come on, let's let go of that. The Holy Spirit will come and show you a better way. Sometimes we think we can't be free of something or we don't, can't live without it until you experience the awesome power of the Holy Spirit then you realize, hey, that's trivial. I don't need that anymore. It's not needed in my life. When you see and feel His grace and power and anointing over your life, you realize you just don't need those things that you needed to survive before. That's what, when you've tasted of the presence and power of Jesus, you can't settle for anything less. You can't settle for a boring religious life. You can't settle for trying to do it in your own strength. Let me tell you, when you've tasted of the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, you can't settle for anything less. And I thank God there's a hunger here because we want to keep growing. And there's thousands of this city need to experience the love and power of the Spirit of God. Luke 4, Leviticus 14, 17. I found these verses in Leviticus today. Listen to this. The priest is to put some oil remaining on his palm on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed, on the thumb of their right hand and on the big toe on their right foot, 
on top of the blood of the guilt offering. The rest of the oil in his palm the priest shall put on the head of the one to be cleansed and make atonement for them before the Lord. Wow, so anointing was put on their ear so you can hear truly the voice of the Spirit. It says, let him who hears the Spirit, then you'll be changed. Not listen to the voice of the enemy or your own junk or other people's opinion. It's put on a big thumb. What's that about you? What you do? So tonight, some of you are going to come and get anointed because you're going to go out and do amazing things this year out, caring and loving and touching people's lives. And on your big toe, talks about where you walk, your destination, your focus, your purpose, where you go this year, it can be anointed the Spirit. The steps of a good person are ordered by the Lord. And lastly, when the Holy Spirit's working in your life, guess what? He starts to change your character. The fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within us accomplishes is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, and self-control. I've learned when the Holy Spirit's at work, He changes us from the inside out. When you love the presence of God and you let the anointing of God touch your life, it will change you from the inside out. One more verse as the worship team comes back up. 1 John 2.27, it says, But the wonderful anointing you have received from God is so much greater than their deception and now lives in you. We had these false teachers in that town and church were trying to destroy and deceive people. Apostle John said, the anointing within you now lives within you. It remains in you. There's no need for anyone to keep teaching you because these other teachers said, you've got to listen to us, otherwise you're never going to have the truth. His anointing teach you all that you need to know for it will lead you to truth, not a counterfeit. So just as the anointing has taught you, remain in him. That doesn't mean you don't have Bible teachers. That's clear you need Bible teachers and anointed leaders and mums and dads and mentors. But they had false teachers said, you only listen to us because we've got the truth. The Holy Spirit is truth. And some of you have at times been close to deception because people have tried to persuade you, but you've realized it's not truth. And God's drawn you back to live under his anointing. He wants us to live under his presence and his power. Three things to wrap up. The presence of the Holy Spirit comes upon us and remains in us. He doesn't come and go. But there is an anointing that comes upon us at times for a particular task or a, a ministry or something that God's called you to do. I've at times had a spirit of faith come on me to break through. When I go on a missions trip, when I'm on that plane, something shifts by the time I land and I know there's a fresh anointing on me to minister in that other country where I don't know the people or the culture very well. When I get off that plane, I know an anointing has come on me to do something that I can't normally do. Sometimes when I'm praying for someone who's got darkness all over their life or rejection or pain and you feel an anointing of God just surge upon you and all of a sudden you know where to go in that moment. So the Holy Spirit will come upon you he will dwell in you. And the third aspect of the anointing that some people forget is the corporate anointing. When we worship together, God says he inhabits the praises of his people. That's the Holy Spirit's anointing and manifest presence. Let's stand in his presence tonight. Tonight, we're going to pray in a moment and we're going to have uh, 
half a dozen of our leaders up the front here with an anointing oil bottle and, and uh, Tim and Ingrid are just going to be at the aisles just to help uh, direct people and uh, we're going to uh, invite those with children parents and families with children to come first so we can pray for them and if they need to head off get ready for school they can then we'll invite the older folks to come and then it'll be open for anyone else to come we're not going to rush it but we're not going to spend a long time praying for everyone because the holy spirit's going to be there and after you've been ministered to just head back to your seat or worship the worship team will be playing for some of you you're going to have a significant encounter some of you are carrying sickness and i believe that it's going to go. Some of you are coming with a particular purpose or an anointing to minister to your family or your workplace and the Holy Spirit's going to empower you with wisdom and breakthrough. You know Bezalel in the Old Testament, him and his mate Eliab, it says they were anointed of the Holy Spirit and they were the ones who made all the craftsmanship for the temple. How's that? Some of you are anointed with creativity to make IT and mechanics and teaching and writing things. It's an anointing of the Holy Spirit. Some of you are doctors and nurses and God anoints you with compassion. Whatever it is you need, God will do it and He loves to surprise us and adds extra to it. Let's just take a moment. Let's, let's reach out our hands in front of us if we're receiving because tonight God wants us to receive, respond and then in this year we're going to release it to the people around us. So we're going to learn to receive respond to what he says and then we learn to release it to people around so out of innermost being will flow rivers of living water just take a moment to respond maybe you've never been filled with the holy spirit and spoken in uh, a heavenly language or felt his power over your life why don't you believe for that to happen tonight when you come some of you are walking in a place of great freedom in the Spirit of God. Tonight, He's going to empower you so that you can be more effective in your workplace or your leadership. Or For some, you, you're still wrestling through a whole lot of junk in your life. Tonight can be another step where the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage over your mind and heart. Some of you are going to leave here and you won't touch a cigarette again because you'll know God set you free. For some of you, you've wrestled with gambling addictions. I believe God's going to show you that you don't need that anymore and He's going to show you a way of freedom. Some of you have lived with rejection for way too long and the Spirit of God's going to show you some steps to how to get free of that in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I pray right now that each one of us will just receive, respond, and release. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.